Hello, friends. Welcome back to Riggle's Picks. I'm Rob Riggle, and of course, with me is Gary. Hey, Rob. <laughs> How you doing, Gary? I'm well, man. I uh, I miss Sarah Tiana, but you know she's off uh, tending to the new baby and riding wave runners. Or yeah, we don't know. We what. still don't know where she is. She's she's. I we we've had sightings yeah. of her uh, back in Los Angeles, which is great. Great for for Chris. Great for the baby. Um, that she's back. Um, um, we assume whatever happened in the Caribbean is just it's over now. And yeah, she's back here. So just we're just super happy about that. I'm glad she got home safely, but it's weird that she's not responding to emails or yeah. text messages or yes, yeah, she's just gone radio silent. So um, we again, you know, motherhood affects the people in funny ways. Gare. and I wouldn't know because I'm not a mother. Neither am I. Um, but. Uh, let's that's what people always say yeah no i it certainly uh i can say that was true for my wife she became very maternal and didn't want to leave the house and you know everything was about baby and i guess everyone has their own reaction right and and the word on the street is that sarah has started to um fortify her house i guess is the best way to say it so she's been building a moat have you heard about this i don't want to call it a fortress well, it's what it's shaping up to be. But that's a word you kind of have to use. Yeah, when you build a moat yeah, and you start putting in cinder blocks and barbed wire and machine gun nest and landmines. And that's weird when you live in L.A. proper. Yeah, none of this is legal. It's not It's not like one of these states where you have a lot of land. You know, yeah. she's got neighbors. Yeah, and just the water usage. Yeah. We have water usage laws out here. Uh, yeah. So I can't imagine a moat would be cost effective. Not to mention to code. Yeah. Oh, and, and you said just a second ago, homeowners associations. Out here in California, if you have a bad homeowners association, you don't know bad homeowners association until you come to California. Oh. They're all up in your business. Oh, my goodness. So the fact she she's obviously thumbing her nose at her HOA. Well, that's probably why she's fortifying. She's preparing for the fight with the HOA. It feels like there's a level of paranoia. Something happened down in the Caribbean when she was uh, on that bender. Yeah, I, I don't know if the pool boy who was driving that wave runner did her wrong or if, if she was just imbibing and enjoying too much. I mean, nine months is a long time to take off. I, I know if I took nine months off drinking. Yeah, I'd want to get back on the scene too. Yeah. And and Sarah loves to party. Yes, she does. Loves to party. Yeah. So it, I imagine that was probably the longest nine months of her life. I imagine it was. Well, the Caribbean, you know, let's stay in that neighborhood. I think we sold, we told the fans we were going to do some turtle awards last week. Yes. So let's start in Florida. Oh, God. Of course. Where else would we start, though, now that I think about it? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's where a lot of them come out of. It's uh, it's not like I have an alert set for Florida. I, I, <laughs> I may have alerts set for other cities and states, but uh, in yeah, Florida. I noticed. I noticed. You always, you always get, try to get me, uh, try to get. Kansas and Kansas man and Kansas City. I noticed you no. have an alert for stuff for that. No, 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 never, never. But Florida ones just come to me uh, from the fans and, and just from the universe. And from Florida. And from Florida. This first one was submitted by TJ Davis. A uh, Florida police department wants you to know that if you have recently, recently purchased any illegal street drugs like meth, you can bring it to their station to get it tested for coronavirus. <laughs> they uh please fall for this half of the state of florida yeah they issued a warning that if you recently bought cocaine meth heroin or anything else in the area uh, it could be contaminated with coronavirus and they urge people to bring their drugs into the department for free testing and they go a step further if you're uncomfortable going to the police department because you know 
People yeah. on drugs get paranoid. Of course. They are more than happy to come to you and test the drugs in the privacy of your home. That's that's see, that's real police work right there. That's the sad part about serving this? the community, serving the community. And by the way, guys, if you are sitting on a kilo, maybe an eight ball of cocaine, or you got a little, um, I don't even know how to measure heroin, uh, but you've got a, a tar heroin, yeah, black tar heroin, balloons or something. I yes, don't... something, whatever. Give the cops a call. Yeah, Let better, them come, come better come safe over. than sorry. I agree. You don't want that corona, do you? No, no, you don't. But you do want the the unbelievable high of black tar heroin or pure cut cocaine now here's the thing about it that's that's most unbelievable and believable at the same time while this is clearly a joke and somebody at the police department trying to be funny you know they're getting at least one call oh yes probably a lot more than one i i I anticipate a, a, a real bonanza a real field day a cornucopia of arrest yeah <laughs> because people calling up man i ain't getting that corona no let me tell you something right now i might be done but i ain't stupid well you got the combination of just florida residents you've got drugs making people paranoid and making their judgment more than questionable and the paranoia got, and paranoia exactly and you've got a real hysteria around coronavirus it's the perfect storm of crazy and stupidity and they're gonna get a lot of arrests out of this <laughs> I I love this. Me too. I love this because it shows the cops in Florida have a sense of humor. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really funny to me because I, I really, now I want to follow up. I want to follow up on this because I want to see how many people actually brought their drugs in. I was like, man, you mind testing this? Well, that's what I was going to say. This this police department, no turtle ward. No, that's just, no. That's just funny and good good police work. If we, if we were authorized to hand out Genius Award. Yeah, which we're not. Yeah. But- when the follow-up comes next week, guaranteed turd awards for anyone who fell for this. <laughs> guaranteed. Automatic turd placement. Just just put a, hold, a placeholder on the board oh, right now. I'm gonna, I actually, I'm going to write a heading up here on the, bo- on the big board that says Florida, tur- Florida drug turds. Yeah. Hold on. There it is. I think we should move over the big, bla- big bag of drug story from okay. six weeks ago yep. right into that, yep. that category. Yeah. Okay. Right there. And now it's on the board. All right. Perfect. All right. All right. Let's stay in Florida. Of course. Why, why we, we don't need to go anywhere else. Well, you know, we'll go elsewhere, but we, I, I tend to try to group by, <laughs> geographically. This one's great. A Florida boy sent at least 40 of his classmates to the hospital when he mistook a pepper spray for a body, for a basically a body of Axe body spray, and he unleashed it on himself in the gym. This gentleman picked up a pepper spray, started spraying it all over himself, and he had he caused the gymnasium to be evacuated as the entire thing started filling up with pepper spray. Oh, this, poor, and, this poor kid. Ultimately, 41 students were transported to the area hospitals for care. 41 students. Now, think about how the reach that you have to have to hit 41. Now, if you're ground zero, if you're patient zero on this who sprayed yourself with the pepper spray. Yeah. That's you. It's the equivalent to me of getting hit by multiple skunks at once. And I don't know if you've ever been around a skunk spray. I have. Or an animal that's been hit with the skunk spray. Yep. It's pungent and it's powerful and it reeks for a good 10 foot radius. Oh, yeah. So this pepper spray, this poor bastard, he, he was just trying to body. He was just trying to get himself a little freshness so that the ladies had taken interest. Right. And instead, he pepper sprayed himself 
blinding himself, I'm sure, snot running out his nose. He can't even open his eyes at this point. His skin's burning. He probably It's probably hell, hell on earth. Oh, absolutely. But my question is, how long did he spray before he realized his mistake that it caused a gymnasium to be evacuated? Well, that's a good point. Like, uh, you know, moderation on your body spray. We all know this. This is rule one. Not and, in Florida. And, uh, <laughs> and the cologne, which, again, is supposed to be in moderation. Oh, yeah. But never is. A little bit will do you quite yeah. a bit. Quite a Unless ways. you're in Florida. Then they just they, they bathe in the Dracar Noir. Yep. Um, so you're absolutely right. That is the question to ask. You give your, you know, you do your little squirts, right? You do little, psh, 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 and you and you kind of walk through it, and you let it kind of lay on you, and it's just a, it's a real quick, quick. I mean, not even. That's why it comes in three ounce bottles that last you for a year at least, right? So, um, how the hell did he spray himself? Unless he turned it on and he couldn't turn it off. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, which I don't know. The pepper sprays I've seen don't work that way. However, when I hear gymnasium, I evoke pictures in my mind of a thousand square foot room with a 20 foot ceiling. Yes. You know, if not, you know, 15 at least, you got to fit a basketball court in there. You know, you got to, you got to have some, some space. It's more like 10,000 square feet. Right. Exactly. I'm I'm trying to go conservative to give this kid the benefit of the doubt, but this is a massive room. So he must have really been laying it on in right. order for that. I to, wonder if they misspoke and said, maybe they meant locker, locker room. room. That's what I was hoping, but it says gymnasium. I don't I, know. I'm sure it meant, I'm sure it probably meant the locker room because, you know, to get all those people, I can see locker rooms are much more confined. Yes. That would make a ton more sense to me yeah. because they usually have the lower ceilings, you know, but for, for 41 students, 41, I want you to think about 41 individuals to have to go to the hospital. Right. That's nuts. That means... Because one person being shot in the face intentionally, that's enough. Okay, that person maybe needs to go to the hospital. That one person. Because they were intentionally shot in the face. For 41 people to be in the periphery of this and still need medical attention, like it, it feels it was like it was more of a pepper spray bomb. Yes. Than a spray. It sure does. I mean, I, I'm wondering if what you said earlier was not the case, that it was some sort of a pepper spray that once you get it going, it just empties itself. Right. Like a, almost like a bear spray. Like a bear so spray. it has like a, like a 30 foot reach to it, you know, and when, and when you hit it, it just goes, it, it right. has the long reach. And just empties itself. Yeah. You know, I guess, I guess that might be a way you'd want to build your pepper spray if, if you are in dire enough circumstances to hit that button. Yeah. If you, de- if you make the decision, I'm going to hit it, then you know that it's going to drain. So, if you if you even come close to the guy, yeah, you know you're gonna get you're gonna get him. Yeah, because you wouldn't want a mister. You wouldn't want to go. Right. You, know, you want you want a, a reach. Yeah. If someone's tra- charging you, you want ten feet of separation. So you want to spray him from ten feet away, and you want to hit that thing and just keep it hosing on him. Well, what we haven't covered yet that I've also been curious about is how and why do you have pepper spray at high school? I I think he I think he probably grabbed the wrong. But in my school, there was a zero tolerance, and I was granted 20 years ago, but there was a zero tolerance policy on weapons, and that would definitely fall under the, that category. I think you're right. I think it, it does fall under a weapon category. But Of course, in Florida, they if might not. If he makes not, an honest mistake, like if he's, if he's running out and he grabs yeah, maybe off the shelf. At home. And he thinks it's body spray, and it's pepper spray, and he grabs it, throws it in his bag, and he goes. That could happen. I just always separate my pepper spray from my body axe spray. Yeah. Or whatever it's called. I put them in different cabinets, Body personally. Spray. 
Yeah, I have one that specifically says big, big letters, pepper spray, and then and bear spray. Yeah, and then in the other one it says for the ladies, yeah. and that's where I keep all. I have a a myriad of colognes and body sprays. I don't think you should go any further with what's in that cabinet. Oh, okay. Well, it's a family podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there was one story that was sent in by multiple fans. Uh, Sherry Larson and Chad Spear were two of them. I'm sure there were more. I I apologize to those names that I didn't jot down here. Uh, Police in Glenpool, Oklahoma, say they made an unusual discovery during a traffic stop this week. Officers pulled over a car for speeding on Sunday. They say they found close to a pound of meth, scales, and baggies inside the car. They also found a baby squirrel in the driver's purse with with a dropper and baby formula. So everyone sent this in because we have been on the mess squirrel and <laughs> death scorpion and people believe that there is now a trend emerging. <laughs> See, we, we were the first ones to break this story, Gary. And, uh, and what I'm talking about is I'm talking about the secret world of meth squirrels and death scorpions. Obviously, I had my encounter with a death scorpion and survived one of the very few people who've ever done that. Maybe the only one. Maybe the only one. I haven't heard of anyone else. As far as uh, nationally or internationally documented. Right. I think I'm the only one. But the meth squirrel story is real, and people are just now waking up to it. They're just getting woke, Gary. You say story. I'm I'm leaning towards the word epidemic. It could be a pandemic. It could be. Um, And uh, I just know that we're seeing a, a trend now. And it's, it's because of the hard-nosed investigative journalist work that we've done here on Riggles Picks. That's right. Where we broke this story weeks ago about squirrels and yeah. the crystal meth usage and abuse, quite honestly. Absolutely. Um, so, in, in a, just a, in a nutshell, you're welcome, America. And you're welcome, Globe, really, international. Uh, it was our honor to break this story. I agree. Uh, and we will stay on this. Uh, fans, if you see any more stories like this, any more you know, meth shenanigans with squirrels or, or animals of other kinds, by all means, send it in. So what we've discovered is um, people who do crystal meth um, are not responsible with their crystal meth, and nor are they responsible with their own life or their own health, but they've decided to spread that uh, carelessness to squirrels. And squirrels, for whatever reason, love meth. That's right. Love it. And now they're starting to cross-pollinate. We're seeing more and more squirrels hanging out with meth heads, more and more meth heads not caring about their environment, so they don't care if there's squirrels in their house or in their car or in their purse partaking in the meth. I did like that this lady was at least responsible enough to have a dropper of baby formula, presumably to feed the squirrel. Well, sure. Yeah. That's just that's that, just good parenting. That's just that's that's the one thing she does right in her life. Right. Is provide baby formula for the squirrel who's doing crystal meth. You can't let it get dehydrated. I'm just glad she's she's got enough common sense to take care of that squirrel. All right, we got a bunch more turds, but uh let's take a this little is, this is Powerful though, when you think about it. Oh when yeah, you, when you think because if this, this is happening, happening in Oklahoma, it's happening in Florida, it, it's happening all over the. It's happening in all fifty states, Gary. It's got to be. It's happening probably right down the street. Well, when you think about the stories that hit the news and what a sliver of 
the, all the stories yeah. that, that, you know, that's representative. Mm-hmm. You know, you see one tweet, there's at least 20 people with that opinion, that's you right. know, and it's the same thing here. You see a news story about a mess squirrel. That's not the only mess squirrel story. It's just the only one that captured, you know, the news. They only have so much time and so many column inches. That's right. All right, so there's a bunch more turds, and we'll get to them, but I want to take a quick detour and uh, call thank Stephanie Blaine, who tweeted at us. Uh, Rob Riggle, Chandler, Gary, thank you guys so much for featuring my squirrel versus scorpion drawing on Riggle's picks. I'm so honored. Looking forward to Rob Riggle, global investigator on Discovery. Oh. And then just a few days later, tweeted after watching the show, I really appreciate how the show is funny and entertaining, but also sticks to historical and scientific facts. I sometimes feel like that gets lost with this genre of TV. Looking forward to more. So thank you, Stephanie Blaine. Thank I, you, Stephanie Blaine. I agree with you. You are a very talented. Uh, it says here she uh, in her Twitter bio that she is a uh, aspiring cartoonist and a hockey fan and shark enthusiast. So I'm sure she was following along during Shark Week. Well, that's awesome. And uh, thank you very much for your cartoon. We we enjoyed. Featuring we did. It. We absolutely loved that, and 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 we are very grateful to you. Thank you so much, and thanks for the kind words too. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. Hey, Sherry Williamson Schwartz. Hey. How about that? Very nice. She sent in a nice word as well. Yes, she did. Global investigator. um, And she says she's looking forward to the rest of the season. Thank you so much. Uh, You want to know how I got psyched up to do that scuba dive in the cave right there off of Crete? Yeah. That was... um, My wife was having anxiety during that as well. I I had a little bit of anxiety. You know, swimming, uh, scuba diving into a cave is... is, It uh, it gets your attention. Oh, Uh, yeah. I mean, I was fully focused on what was going on in my surroundings and... Uh, I definitely stayed uh, very close uh, to Orestes. Uh, you've you've got to stay, for anyone who's never scuba dived, you've got to stay pretty alert when you're scuba diving in open waters where yeah. you can see the surface and you can, you know, gradually get up if, if something goes wrong. But when you're going into something that's enclosed, yeah. that's a different level. It was. And I, you know what? The, the payoff was nice because when we got deep enough into the cave, we were able to stand yeah. and, and look around the stalagmites and stalactites and all this fascinating i mean it really was uncharted territory places that not many people will ever ever see or go to so it was very special and uh and of course the elephant bones we found in that in the in the cave now we didn't find them obviously someone else did but they are there and they're real and they're just laying on the ocean floor they're fascinating it is fascinating because there was never supposed to be elephants in greece no uh and yet plato spoke about them and and, there are the bones uh exactly so it's fun to see. Um, all right. So if you'll remember a few weeks ago, we had sort of a, um, I don't know, kind of a turd off between Kyle Foy. <laughs> I love when we have a good old-fashioned turd off. I think it was Kyle Foy and George Hingle of memory. So oh, that's right. Foy. Foy and Foy, 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 Dan Foy. Foy, 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 Kyle Foy. Kyle Foy, Kyle Foy. Sorry. So, so we have submissions from both of them this week, and we'll get to the first one here. Um I think this is a, a shoe in for a turd award, although I'm not sure how funny it is. An employee of a Rock Hill, South Carolina funeral home and cremation service died this morning after, not this morning, but as the story was written, after being accidentally cremated by one of his coworkers. I'm sorry? 48-year-old Paul Houston decided to take a nap on a stretcher after working a 16-hour shift. While he was sleeping, another employee mistook him for the corpse of a 52-year-old car accident victim and carried him into the crematory. Before anyone could notice the mistake, he had already been exposed to temperatures ranging between 14 and 1,800 degrees and reduced to ashes. <clears throat> One of Mr. Houston's co-workers said she heard the scream for about 15 seconds after the crematory was activated. Quote, at first, we didn't understand where the sound was coming from. When we realized what was happening, it was too late. We shut down the heating system, but he was already dead. 
Oh my God. Miss Anderson claims that the young coworker who caused the accident was a new employee and for, had forgotten to check the toe tag to make sure he had the right body. How did this guy not wake up? I'm sorry. How did this guy not wake up as he's being picked up and shuffled and put into a crematorium? Well, I, I thought about that. Now, the only thing I can figure is it, the, I would presume that the stretchers and the, the crematory are all arranged in such a way that you could just sort of slide the tray off the stretcher and into the apparatus. So he's like in almost like in a cooking pan. Like right. Well, a- he lied. He lied down on a stretcher. They presumably have stretchers that are designed to then shove into the. Okay. Well, this is let's let's break it down here because this is a little lot going on here. This is by far one of the most tragic, horrific stories I've ever heard. It's awful. I, this I, is awful. One. That's just let's let's start there at the the horrendous nature of this. Yes. Two. Uh, the 48-year-old man who uh, uh, laid down to take a nap. Pick a better place to nap. Pick a better place to nap than the crematorium slab. Yeah. Okay? That's just, just do that. Okay? Don't nap. Sleep on the ground. Anywhere. Anywhere there's the not, slab. Anywhere there's not dead bodies. Or a crematorium that's convenient. Okay? So that's a problem. That's that's another problem. Okay? Um, and I'm not trying to blame the victim here, but... No. Um, that you can help yourself. Yes. All we can do now is learn from this. So how can we learn from this? Uh, one, don't take naps in crematoriums close to the crematorium. Correct. Um, and if you're a new hire, if you're a new employee at a place, don't go burning people willy-nilly. Don't go cremating people willy-nilly. Um, have somebody with you. Before you actually flip the switch to, to cremate someone, Get a second opinion. Have a buddy. Have a buddy to confirm your work. Because that seems like that's important work. Cremating a body seems like that's important work. Seems like it's, it matters a lot to, Should. to those left behind, to the individual being cremated. So if you're new, and I'm, 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 I'm assuming they don't have an in-depth training program. At Clearly this, not at this one. At this funeral home. But just do a just a it's called a sanity check where you you get a second set of eyes and you say hey I'm about to I'm about to cremate this guy does everything look right is this good and they go oh no that's Tony he works here let's get him out of there right you know now here's I I'm, I don't mean to to try to be funny or to make light of this situation but, <laughs> well it requires a little bit well I, I <laughs> in every insane in every movie I've ever seen yeah and I understand that movies are not reality but in every movie I've ever seen where there is a cremation or a crematorium or something they cremate bodies naked. Was right. this gentleman napping naked? Well, that's a, that's a very good point. I don't know enough about the cremation world, but it, I would assume you wouldn't have your clothes on. Well, that, that just seems like it would. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like it would release. I mean, know. I guess if it's all being if it's all being cremated, you know, maybe somebody wanted to be buried, you know, cremated in their their favorite suit or their their their, their wedding tuxedo. I don't know what the hell. But you're right. It doesn't seem. I don't know. Maybe it's all going to be ash anyway. Maybe. So, but by the way, um, this is a disturbing story. Very, very disturbing. Kyle Foy. I, I worry about you sometimes. He Foy brings the weird and the tragic. Foy doesn't mess around. <laughs> God. All right. So, I guess is this a turd worthy? Like. Is it, a, is it an offense, an unnecessary offense, or is this just a, a, a really disturbing blunder? I think it's just really tragic. I mean, the, the new employee might be a turd, but 
Not in the way that we traditionally yeah. award them. Right. Our turds like to uh, blow up meth labs by lighting their farts. Correct. That, that kind of hijinks and ballyhoo. Correct. All right. So we talked about Foy and Finkel and uh, Hinkle, rather. Yes. yes. So why don't we skip ahead to one of Hinkle's submissions from this one? Oh, good. This might be a little bit more in line. Uh, a gentleman was was arrested despite disguising himself by using a maxi pad to obscure his face. I'm sorry? Yes, this gentleman is known as the MaxiPad Bandit, and uh, he was caught on CCTV footage in Apple Valley, California. Uh, he was he was seen using a piece of wood to break the glass front door of a battery mart, which is like a 7-Eleven. Uh, police said we had a pretty good picture of his face because he came to the store the first time and looked in the window without his MaxiPad on, but when he came back, he had the MaxiPad over his eyes, so I guess he thought he was going to take care of everything. Well, there's I will a- put a picture of this gentleman, by Please. the way. Please. Please on the Riggles Picks Facebook please page. Do. It is uh the fact that he is now known, and I'm putting this I'm not putting this in quotes. This is in quotes, Gary. The Maxi Pad Bandit. End quote. That's what he know he's known as. For a life. Forever. Oh my god, there he is. I'm showing Rob the photo that you can find right now at Facebook.com slash Riggles Podcast. God. Okay, so he this individual is forever known as the MaxiPad Bandit. When he's in jail, when he's in cell block C, and people say, man, who are you? You know, no, I'm Rico the Slasher. I'm, I'm Eddie the Mugger. I'm the MaxiPad Bandit. Yeah. Who are you? Uh, Neil is the name. Uh, MaxiPad Bandit, of course, my handle. And, uh, of course, I knock over a lot of convenience stores wearing maxi pads on basically my forehead and my eyes. Why your eyes, man? Uh, to, you know, to protect my, uh, my, my, my uh, identity, really. Doesn't that hinder your sight? Huh? Your sight. <laughs> doesn't, it hinder, doesn't it hinder your vision, your ability to conduct the robbery? Huh? Well... <laughs> Well, you learn, you live and you learn, I guess, in this crazy world of robbery. He went and looked into, he cased the place first, okay, in a very distinct outfit, sleeveless shirt with right. an arm tattoo, cased it, then came back with a maxi pad on his face, mm-hmm. as if that would be, that's enough to... This is the worst criminal. And cased it pretty close based on the angle of the uh, security camera. I mean, he... He thought he was doing a great job. He oh. thought he was. He thought he was a master thief. Yeah, he thought this was the uh, the perfect heist. Yeah, real trade craft stuff there. Real trade craft. Trade craft is the word that comes to mind. Um, I'm I'm doing this. This is happening right now, Mister Hinkle. Thank you for sending this. Nice. That's on the big board for turds in this country. He, he the maxi pad bandit on the big board. I, I think that's very deserving. I can't even get over what an idiot. Uh, and it's not just about the maxi pad. Okay, that that that's a standalone. He he could probably rate just by being the maxi pad bandit. Yeah, it's the it's the pathetic um, effort that he put into the robbery. I'd just like to. <laughs> I'd like to hear the inevitable fight that went on with this gentleman's wife or girlfriend as he took one of her maxi pads. Right. <laughs> And the, the conversation, why are you taking that? Yeah. Hey, man, why are you always in? Why, what you need my backseat pad for? It's a disguise, woman. Yeah. Mind your business. This ain't got nothing to do with you. I got a caper plan. Yeah. 
I'm on to something big here. Why can't you let me do my business? I'm just trying to make money. Oh, you're not. I know what you're going to do. You're going to put that maxi pad on your face. He, and by the way, I got to say, this is so gross. I didn't realize how big maxi pads were. That's obviously why they call them maxi pads, because that is the biggest thing I've ever seen. It looked like. Well, they come in different sizes, I believe. Well, that's a turbo reinforced double maxi. <laughs> Because that was the biggest, grossest thing I've ever seen. It stretched all around his head. It looked like a head dressing. Oh, my God. That was so gross. All right. Um, let's move to Salt Lake City. Oh, please. What are they doing in Salt Lake? Well, police made two drug arrests Tuesday, and they say they got a huge assist in both cases from the suspects themselves. One of them was made in the parking lot of a Target superstore after a suspect locked his keys in his own car, and the police were called to investigate someone trying to break into a vehicle. It turns out that 30-year-old John Capito was trying to break into his own car after locking the keys inside. When the officer showed up and offered to help, he declined, saying that AAA was on their way. That's when the police noticed that he had marijuana, cocaine, methamphetamine, heroin, and a stolen gun all visible in the vehicle. Visible. Visible. Not to mention his keys, which were also locked <laughs> inside the vehicle. This, uh, Mr. Caputo, is that right? Is it is it Caputo? Yes, that's close enough. Capito, Capito. Ah, anyway, you're an idiot, Mr. Turd. I believe, uh, Mr. Turd. Welcome to the big board. <laughs> yeah, that is dumb, dumb, stupid, dumb. Yeah, you're going to leave your meth. You're going to leave your weed. You're going to leave your cocaina. Yeah. I love calling it that, by the oh, way. Absolutely. Yayo. Yayo. Yeah. You're going to leave your yayo and a gun. All visible. You forgot his heroin. And I'm sorry. Thank you, Gary. Silly you, Rob. I know. Bad. That's my bad. And his heroin. All visible. Visible. Sure. To the naked eye. You can just look into his car and see it. Yeah. And the gun. And no, no. Triple A's coming. Yeah, yeah, I've got I, this. I got this. Yeah. Thanks, officer. Yeah, you're a little too late. And why? Because he he left his keys in his car. He locked them in his car. Of course, you're, you're doing that much drugs and you got a gun. Uh, there's probably people out trying to kill you. Yeah. So you're probably, your mind is a little scattered. Not only a gun, a stolen gun. Well, that just, of course. Why would it? Sure, why wouldn't it be? You're not, if you've got cocaine, heroin, weed, meth. Yeah. You're not paying for your own gun. No. no you're stealing your guns. Um, I didn't know they ran that hot in Salt Lake City. I'll be honest. I, you know, I didn't. I guess there's crime of, of all sorts in all places. But of course. I thought Salt Lake City was a little bit more tepid. I did, too. I didn't, I didn't see this coming. No, from, neither did I. That's probably why it was almost the perfect crime. <laughs> Earlier in the day, they busted another gentleman who was driving around with license plates that didn't match the vehicle. And when they pulled him over, they found distributable amounts of meth, meth and arrested that gentleman as well. So it was a banner day for the Salt Lake City PD. A lot of meth. A lot of meth. A lot of meth. A lot of drug use going on out there. But I guess, you know, that's, I guess that's what happens when you make something taboo is you make people want it more. And, you know, that community is very... Very anti-drug in Salt Lake City, yep. and you know a lot of a lot of teetotalers, and yeah, they, they're even their alcohol. Like they they shut down at midnight, right? And you can only get you can't get doubles. And they just shifted to uh, to the normal kind of beer that we get in the rest of the country for a long time. The Salt Lake City and the whole state of Utah had different kinds of beer. You know, you get a Budweiser, it'd have lower alcohol content, right? 
right, they, right, they right. Just changed that. That's like three point two as opposed to the five point oh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it, it just changed. But I, I even know, like, in order, like, if you went in and you said you wanted a, a Jack Daniels, you know, on the rocks, or whatever, you could only get a single. You couldn't get a double. Right. It's interesting. Like, so I know they they have very conservative laws out there. Yeah. But this gentleman said, "F your laws." Yeah, I'm going to have heroin, cocaine, meth, and weed. And a gun. And a gun that's not mine. Right. All right, well. Shout out uh, to Philip Lozano for, uh, for shooting that one thank in. Thank you. Thank you for that, Philip. Uh, now, my question is, this sounds like a routine bust. I don't know if it's super turd award. I mean, if it's big board worthy. Well, I, I think He's a turd. There's no doubt about it. And the fact that he was a buffoon and, you know locked himself out that's the only part that makes it turd award worthy is uh, i don't know that it is a turd but the only thing that brought it up in this episode and the only reason it it got onto this list is because he locked his keys in his car this is true having all these various drugs happens every day it's not a not a story but to then lock your keys in your car when all of that is visible Mm -hmm. you would think it, it wouldn't be it would be less of a story and more understandable to me if there was a little weed that was visible and then the cops finally get the car open and they find all this other stuff that's in the glove box or the center console. But no, he's got all of his wares all out to sea. Yes. And then he locks his keys in the car. Yeah. So again, when these things happen, Gary, the most important thing to do is always go back and say, Okay, what did we learn? Right. What, what did we learn? And I think the big takeaway uh any failure, you should always look back and say, Okay, what 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 happened here? Yeah. And do an analysis. And I think the big takeaway is uh, keep your cocaine, keep your heroin, keep your meth, keep your weed, and your stolen gun uh, in the console. Sure. Or in the glove box. Hey. Or have, under the seat, just just so people can't see it. Or keep them in various places so that if someone does come across your stolen gun and your meth, maybe after you get out of jail and get the car out of impound, you got some cocaine and some marijuana. That's great. That's that's See, and that's an even better takeaway. So spread load, uh, keep multiple locations for all the different drugs. Yeah. That's a great idea, Gary. That's super. You know, maybe the cops find the first three things and they go, well, there couldn't be more in here. Yeah. Let's just no move one's on. that dumb. No right, one's exactly. that dumb. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then you get out and you still got a little stash. That's right. That's yeah. right. All right. So I hope that's the, for our listeners. I hope that's the takeaway you all took. Uh, that I mean, I, I would hope so. One would think. Yeah. All right. Um, should we? Let's see here. All right. We got uh, we got a few fan questions, and we've got sort of a combination fan question and uh, turd award submission. So we'll we'll do those first. Ian Heidecki, who uh, who comments all the time on our Facebook page, yes. facebook.com slash Riggles Picks Podcast, said, "Will Rob and Sarah ever do a comedy tour? If so, I'll definitely be shouting out the air horn sound." Oh, but you know what? I like the sound of that. I really, really do. Sarah is a very well established. Stand-up comedian. She yeah. she tours nationally. She's um, she's hilarious. She is hilarious. She she does an amazing job. I'm one of her biggest fans uh, of her stand-up. I have not done stand-up in eight years. Ever since I I started doing Riggles Picks on Fox NFL, um, uh, I just that's when I stopped doing stand-up. Yeah. Uh, so I would have to uh, go to work on building a new set, which takes time. Of which, unfortunately, I don't have much of right now, especially to build a set because you have to get it on its feet. You have to go to clubs and work it every night. And yeah, um, it's, it's not that I don't want to. It's just that it would take it would have to, I would have to be my focus of my life for six months to a year. Right. So I think what you're saying is live podcast. 
live podcast. Now that might that might be something we could do. There you go. Yeah. Now I still I do still perform uh, improv. Yeah. Um, long form improv down at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater right here in Los Angeles. Yeah. You uh, most Wednesday nights. It's a show called Facebook. Uh, it's the UCB on Franklin and Bronson. Yeah. Um, so I still do I still do shows like that. Uh, just to keep the old muscle flexed. That Facebook show is great, by the way. Uh, thank you. It is a fun show. Um, so anyway, I would love to do something like that. I could I could see that happening sometime in the future. I don't have specific dates, times, places, but uh, that is on the big board, so to speak, as far as considerations. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. All right. I like it. Well, thank you, Ian. All right. Aaron DeGroat, who has uh, commented before, says, Hey, gang, love the last few shows. Looks like you're coming into 2020 hot. Great job by Chandler filling in. I agree. And she's got some work to do, but she's got some work to do at replicating Sarah's giggles at Rob's jokes. (laughs) Don't we all? Sarah doesn't giggle at my jokes. What are you talking about? Uh, She giggles. (laughs) She well, I think they're offset by how much she makes fun of that's you right, in that's your right. mind. But she definitely does giggle <laughs> at, uh, at a lot of your jokes. Speaking of which, when is Sarah coming back? It's already been two weeks since Little Cage popped out. Slacker, just kidding. All in fun. You guys keep it up, and Gary, either start working out or keep the shirt on. Thanks for the laughs as always, and here's one for the board. I appreciate that, Aaron. <laughs> So this is a story he sent in. A Louisiana woman was arrested on drug charges after police determined the $5,000 cash she used to post an inmate's bail had a, quote, strong odor of marijuana. Uh, Stormy Lynn Parfait, 33, uh, showed up at Ashland Jail to pay the bond for an inmate being held there on drug charges. The uh, sheriff's office said in a statement, uh, after catching a whiff of the cash, the detective searched her car while she was still at the jail and found nearly 40000 more in cash inside her car, along with 100 Klonopin pills and a food stamp card that wasn't registered to her. Investigators found hundreds of additional pills in cash, as well as marijuana, cocaine, and paraphernalia during a search of her home later. Four uh, unattended children were then turned over to a relative, and she was charged with multiple counts of possession with intent to distribute drugs, uh, illegal use of a controlled drug in the presence of a minor, and taking contraband into a correctional institution, among other related charges. Wow. That's a big day for Parfait. Yeah. And, God, that just sucks for the guy she was trying to get out. <laughs> well, guy or girl, the inmate she was trying to get out. This this person thinks, well, here comes my savior. Then all of a sudden, she's in there right along with him. That backfired. Yeah. That backfired bad. Yeah, that's not good. So... Let's let's start at the beginning. Um, a Louisiana woman named Stormy Parfait. Yeah, a Louisiana woman named Stormy Parfait. That's pretty much a turd right there. I mean, that's just that that writes itself. That's an automatic qualifier. Yeah, we're not even past the name and location, mm-hmm. and she's already on the board. Yeah. So Stormy Parfait, which by the way, if if that's not her her God given name, her Christian name, as they say. Then that is her stripper name. Yeah, if that's not her her Christian name, then even better. Because if you chose that yourself, I would like the name Stormy Parfait. Because I, as everybody, so knows, I. everybody, and I mean everybody, knows this about me. I love a good peanut butter parfait. Yeah, I mean that's been well established. It's well documented. There's all kinds of photographic proof and evidence. I talk about it constantly. I love a good peanut butter parfait. Yeah. To call yourself Stormy Parfait, I'm actually a little jealous. Mm-hmm. I'd like that to be my name, Stormy Parfait, or Big Thunder. Sure, Parfait. Sure. Um, 
So is there a little jealousy going on? Yeah, a little bit. Maybe. And the good people at Dairy Queen, okay, not just DQ, but DQ Brazier as well, um, the, the home of cool treats and hot eats. Yes, as established on this show. Um, if you're not reaching out to Stormy Parfait <laughs> for a new ad campaign in which she shows up late at night, high as a mother, <laughs> fucker, <laughs> whacked out of her mind on cocaine, meth, and weed, and, and she comes in and demands a peanut butter parfait because that's the only thing that's going to take the edge off right. at 3 a.m. Hopefully while throwing $5,000 in the marijuana, yeah. smelling cash yeah. everywhere. Well, and that's what she, she should, they go, they go, ma'am, this is, you know, it's three twenty nine for the parfait. She goes, for a, for, a, for a DQ parfait, I'm willing to pay $5,000. Exactly. They take the money, they smell it, they look at each other, they give that knowing look like, oh boy, this is weed money. She gets one bite in. Cops. Cops descend on her. Yeah. And it says, DQ. <laughs> Come get your late night thrills. Come get your late night parfait. <laughs> cool treats and hotties. Yeah, hot, exactly. Um, well, this is this is a classic blunder. Yeah. When you bail your friends out, do you use weed money or do you just use like regular money? Uh, you know, just just regular money. When I bail you out, Gary, and I, maybe you don't want me. To I don't know why talk, we need but, to bring well, this up. Well, when I bail you out, which is almost weekly. Um, I use just regular bank money. I don't use the weed money. You don't have to brag with your bank money. <laughs> I'm not bragging. I'm just saying just a little forethought would have saved Stormy Lynn Parfait, 33, from Louisiana. It would have saved her a lot of heartache. So, Stormy Lynn, you hear that? Next time you need advice, call Big Thunder Parfait. Thank you. And he will have the advice for you. Yeah, just call. Easy. Um, wow. I want to thank, uh, thank you for sending this in because... We've just got a new member on the big board, and she's up there now. Um, wow, they found forty thousand more dollars in her car in cash. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, a lot of turds out there, Gary. A lot of turds. A lot of turds out there, and we are identifying most of them. Yeah. And we are putting them on the big board so that we can have our annual North American Turd Award that we hand out at the end of the year every year. Absolutely. Uh, America's actually come to depend on that. We will have a grand episode in December, as we always do. With a lot of fanfare, a lot. It'll be a week-long celebration, I yeah. imagine. Uh, uh, convention centers. It's almost like Comic-Con. People come dressed up as their favorite turd. Um, it will be, it's going to be, it's already growing out of control. Well, I, I would assume that all the people who were excited but didn't get to go to South by this year will, will just come to the Turd Awards. That's right. Because yeah. we're not going to apply those no more than a 1,000 people rule. Well, no. And by December, hopefully things will be a little bit more in order. So we will. Or everybody will be dead. Well, that too. So, or at least half the population will be dead. What if, the, what if every, half the people die? Are you going to be okay with that? Depends which half. That's right. If it's a good half. If it's, yeah. There, there, are, there, are, there is half the population. <laughs> you I'd know what's so right sad with. is there's people in America that are like, yeah, if it's a good <laughs> half. Oh, God. Um, anyway, hey, listen, if you see Sarah, tell her we miss her and uh, tell, her <laughs> tell her we hope she's doing well. Uh, she's somewhere back in the state, though, I think. Right, Gary? Yes, I think she is back in California. So, and uh, for those of you who are watching the NCAA tournament today, 
uh, enjoy. And uh, when we come back next week, we'll be able. Yeah, Rob's wearing his KU gear right now. That's right. That's right. So by the uh, time we're in your ears again next week, the Sweet Sixteen will be set, and we'll be able to give all our thoughts on the first round. And KU will be one step closer to a national title. Yeah, absolutely. I anticipate. God dang it! They better do it. None of this first round, second round shit. Yeah, I can't tolerate. Those are the that's that's the most nervous part of the tournament for me. Oh yeah, the the, the first two rounds. Absolutely, the sixty four and no. thirty two games are because there's just nothing but bad that can come from right. it. There's nothing to be gained and everything to be lost. There, in those it, two in those two rounds, those are the most terrifying two rounds because everybody's gunning for you. They play their best basketball. They got nothing to lose. You got a target on your back. When you get to Sweet Sixteen, it's 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 anybody's game. Right. It's serious. But yeah. those first two those first that first weekend yeah. is is the supposed to. That's right. And you're and, supposed to win. And last year, the first time ever, a sixteen seed lost to a, a, a one seed. A, a one seed lost to a sixteen. Right. It never happened and now it has happened, which means it's possible. Now anything's possible. So it's a very scary time if you're one of the higher seeded teams. That could be happening as someone listens to this right now. Good Lord. Terrifying. All right. Well, hey, thanks for uh, listening to Riggle Picks. Uh, uh, I'm Rob Riggle. Uh, with me, as always, Gary, uh, Saris, we hope safe. And to everybody else, um, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs>